You see, when you burn the boats, so these are spiritual conversations. When you born a, when you burn the boats, and you a born again believer, and you burn the boats, you set the ships aflame. You know what that that means? That means that you've you've reached that fail safe point. You reach that place where you can't return. You can't go back. You can't go back to a lifestyle, a mindset, an understanding that's contrary to the spiritual relationship you have in Christ and the voice that that produces in your head now, see? You got another voice in your head now. It's not the voice of your flesh and it's not the voice, it's not the voice of the enemy. It's the voice of your spirit growing up. It's the voice of your spirit getting stronger. It's the voice of your spirit begin to, beginning to recognize the voice of the Holy Spirit as the two fellowship with one another. And that's the voice of your spirit beginning to translate that conversation that your spirit is having with the Holy Spirit to your soul, to bring your soul under obedience. That's your job as a temple of the living God, it's your job to manage your temple. Who's in control of the temple? Who takes care of the temple grounds? See, that's you. That's your spirit's job. But your spirit's job is to usher out into your soul life an assignment. All right, I'm about to stop, slow this down. It is your spirit's job to issue assignments out to your soul and direction and instructions. Your soul is not to instruct your spirit. Your soul is not to instruct the focus of your spirit, the placement of your heart. That is not your jobs. That is not the job of your soul to do. I'm talking to a born-again believer. See, we are unique in this aspect. We have the Holy Spirit inside of us, so we have another vehicle. That comes from the Spirit of our living God. Other people have other vehicles as well. See, Even, the un even those that are not born again in Christ have other spiritual vehicles that they ride upon. But we as born-again believers have the Holy Spirit inside of us. And it is our job to fellowship with the Holy Spirit through our spirit. And it is our job to allow our spirit to then grow to the place of maturity that then brings our soul life under subjection to the Holy Spirit. Bring it under control of its spirit. See. My job is to bring my soul life under my spirit's authority. See, my spirit gains authority as it fellowships with the Holy Spirit. It is now my job as a temple manager to allow the voice of my spirit to override the voice of my soul. And how do I do that? The only way I can do that is the continuous day and night meditation on the law. The law of the Lord.
I have to meditate in that law. Because see, when I meditate in that law, day and night, I'm ever before another voice other than the atmosphere that I'm born in. You see, you're from another place now. You have another culture inside of you. You have another voice that speaks truth of that culture that's inside of you, born again believer. It has a voice. The culture of the kingdom that's inside of your spirit has a voice. And your spirit speaks to that voice, fellowships with that voice, fellowships with that voice because it is in fact where that culture exists. Trying to break this thing down simple for us. The born again believer has a temple inside of them because the flesh and blood of Jesus Christ built one in their spirit. And as a result of that temple being built by the flesh and blood of Christ dying on the cross and resurrected, being resurrected, the Holy Spirit can come down and sit down in that temple. That's how you are born again, born again believer. I didn't call you Christian. I called you a born again believer. I'm not talking about Christianity. I'm talking about being a born again believer. And as a born-again believer, allowing the Holy Spirit and your spirit to be in control of your vessel or to bring your vessel under control by way of the Spirit so that your soul life does not run your life. Your thought life is not your God anymore. Your experiences in life does not determine your future. How people hurt you and things that you have hurt will no longer affect you because you're born of another culture. You have another kingdom inside of you and you will have to continuously sacrifice, sacrifice the things of the old culture on the altar. That's the exchange. We're going to make it real simple for you. We're going to make it real simple for us. Everything that is not like your Lord Jesus Christ can be exchanged for him. Take this out of my heart, Lord. I give it to you and give me something in its place. That's an exchange. And because I am a temple, I have a table to show bread. I got candles. I got the atmosphere that the Lord is pleased with. So I can come to him. He's my God. I can approach him with everything because he's my God. He lives in my temple. He just doesn't visit my temple. He lives in it. I don't have to go anywhere to visit my God. He lives in my spirit. I don't have to take a pilgrimage somewhere to find my God. He lives in my spirit.
Yep. He lives in my spirit. He sat down on the throne in my life. He's a living person with a personality, a spirit that he can distribute to his children. I like that kind of God. And he desires to fellowship with me in my spirit. somebody on your side you have someone living in your spirit born again believer you're never alone you're never an orphan you're never discarded he said I will never leave you nor forsake you why because you're my resting place born again believer we're the resting place of the living God. What did he need to rest from? His enemy. His enemy. His enemy rose up against him. His enemy. His enemy plotted things against him. His enemy. His enemy formed an alliance against him. His enemy. All because of love. All because of love. Because God desired to love a man or a woman and dwell with them in a temple. It seems that some of the other Elohim didn't take too kindly to that. It had never been done before. Never been thought of before. They were too busy being gods. The production of love is from the Lord. Just because you are God don't mean you are God of love. He's a God of love. God is love. And he wanted to express that love in flesh and blood. And some of the other gods couldn't conceive of such a thing. He must have lost his mind 
The rebellion started. He must have lost. He must be beside himself. He must be off his rocker. I'm just putting my ear to the wall. I don't know. It's a muffled sound. I don't know if I'm hearing. But something calls that rebellion against our great God. Who was not happy? Who was not satisfied? This is the great God of all the universe. Who was not happy with him in the spirit world? Since God is the spirit, he dwells in a spiritual world and has mastery over the physical. It is this person's opinion that our great God is the only God that created physical worlds. All the other gods could not do that. They could inhabit worlds, but they couldn't create them. That's what makes him the God of gods. He's just not the God of gods for no reason. He's the God of gods and he created all other gods. So all the powers of all the other gods come from him. Because he's the God of gods, the Lord of lords, the king of kings, the great I am that I am. This human being, man and woman, represented the resting place and the image and likeness of God. His loving, tender, gentle nature. Holy, holy, holy is the Lamb. See, this thing goes so deep. It's so, it goes so deep that the intellectual would have to break the bonds of intellectualism and absorb it in his heart. He would have to understand the doorway principle of his heart. He would have to understand that there is a door. There is a door that exists on the heart of all humanity. He has to realize that this door that's on the heart of all humanity is the doorway to the will. where decisions of the spirit are made. Nothing can enter into a person's spirit unless they come through the doorway of their will. Nothing can come into the doorway, come into the soul except through the doorway of desire.
So you have two doorways in the inside. And maybe you have two doorways on the outside of the spiritual existence. You have the doorway, your senses, your understanding that would even allow you to accept Christ in the first way, first place. That's the first door. The second door is coming from that place of a basic able ability to understand what's being offered to you and allowing it to germinate in your soul and become a desire, something you want. You want his peace. You want his love. You want his understanding. You want his nature. That's a desire, see. And you begin to want that desire, begin to taste. He said, come and taste and see that I'm good. Come and try me out. He says, learn of me. Bring me things. Learn of me. Put me to the test. Kick my tires. If I'm not a good God. You begin to say, I like what you're talking about yourself. Because I didn't read your four gospels. I like what you're talking about yourself. I, I've read your four gospels. And I open up my heart as you knock on the door of my heart. And I open it up. And I allow you to come into my spirit. Come into my spirit, Lord. Give me your spirit. Give me your Holy Spirit. I believe you died for me. I believe you rose from the grave for me. I believe you was also buried for me and that you rose from that grave in the name of Jesus. I think you did all of that for me, for anyone, for the whole world, as a matter of fact. Whether they believe it or not, whether you accept it or not, whether you agree with it or not, whether you like it or not, whether you don't even want to think about it, talk about it, don't talk about it, or think about it to me no more. It don't matter. It still happened for everyone that's ever lived. Why? Because you are created in the image and likeness of God as a potential resting place for him. For his spirit, fulfilling the original purpose, not as a plan B, but the fulfillment because of love. Love has to be a choice. Love has to be a choice. Spiritual love has to be a choice. Spiritual love has to be a choice. Natural love can vary between humanity, but spiritual love has to come from a choice. Spiritual love 
is a choice. To love God, it has to be a choice from your spirit. And if you say you love God from your spirit, then keep his commandments. Keep his life shining in your heart. Keep his will burning in your desire. Keep his light shining in your heart. Make him the centerpiece of everything you do. Make him your life. Not a cliche, but just make him your life. And by all means, be modest about it. Because you're a superhero. The last superhero on earth is the born again believer.